Hey everyone, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power Magazine. You're joining us for the second half of Volume 87 from August of 1996. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always is my co-host, Mike. Hey, everybody. And uh, we're on page 56 of the magazine, uh, which is the just after the Epic Center start, and we have Fire Emblem in front of us. Well, the Epic Center, first it shows this uh, <laughs> this insert, which looks like it was done in MS Paint. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a screenshot from the Zelda CDI games. It looks like it. They're talking about how they have a interactive story on the Nintendo Power, web- Nintendo Power website uh, called a Hyrulean Adventure. And it's an interactive story, uh, and let's see here. So this is like a crowdsourced adventure that people participate and write to. So other people have contributed their art, it appears. So it's like Twitch plays for stories. Yeah. It's like a massive uh, fan fiction kind of thing. Wow, it's nice to know that in 1996, when the internet was still in its infancy, we still had that subgenre. Yeah. And uh, looking for better screenshots, we are looking at Big Shell Monster, which has a very Lufia quality to it. That's Big Shell Monster 2, sir. Ooh, well, whatever happened to Big Shell Monster 1? Oh, discerning readers will note that there must have been a big, there must have been a Hudson's Big Shell Monster one at some point in the past. There was, and it was something of a minor sensation. <laughs> the new game includes that mu- includes much that Final Fantasy fans would recognize in terms of graphics and play, but some of the innovations give Shell Monster a special feel. In particular, the battle screens present a nice view of the fight from behind your party. Like I said, Lufia. And as for the game's namesake, it's a mechanical monster lobster scorpion that is the size of a small mountain. <laughs> okay, I, I need to look this up. Big Shell Monster and Big Shell Monster 2? Yeah, and while I look that up, you tell me about the next one, which is uh, some amazing screenshots for Wizardry 4. Yes, it's a 32-bit, 32-bit megabit Wizardry 4 coming for the Super Famicom. Pimicom. Game features excellent graphics, but the characters are taken from traditional Japanese culture, unlike previous Wizardry titles. The sequel follows the latest Wizardry RPG in Japan, which appeared on the Game Boy. They look uh, almost 3D-ish, like pre-rendered uh, CGI kind of stuff. So that's kind of the end of the of the Epic Center, actually, and they skip right into something called Epic Extra. Which is, uh, they have a strategy guide series here for Fire Emblem first, which features some overhead maps, um, but uh, mostly just a bunch of art from the instruction manual. So you can see all the characters and their hand-drawn art styles at the bottom, uh, including, I assume, Marth and Roy, the only two characters I'm aware of due to Super Smash Bros. <laughs> And then, uh, let's see, some girls with capes. There's a girl with a yellow cape, a girl with a purple cape, a girl with an orange cape, a girl flying out of Pegasus. Uh, that, one, that one actually looks pretty badass. A guy with, uh, is that a napkin or a bong in his hand? And a flute. 
can't really tell what he's holding. Uh, he also, oh, I think that might be his scarf. The scarf is coming down around his hand, but it looks like he is holding it. And then we have another chick who kind of looks like a, a much more dressed version of, um, oh, what's that chick from uh, Soul Calibur? Um, with the S&M gear on. The purple. Oh, <laughs> losing it, man. I couldn't do the show slow, though, Mike. See how I'm <laughs> floundering? It's all your fault. <laughs> well, I did find out a big thing about uh, Super Shell... Uh, Super Shell Monsters, it finally got translated into English in May of 2015, and it was a fan translation, so that uh, JRPG never made it here. And as for Super Shell Monster 2, I am finding nothing about it. Hmm. Or Super Shell Monsters, which... Yeah, I see a YouTube video and something called Daikaiju Monogatari Hmm. from Giant Bomb. It is a sequel... Come on, load up. It's a sequ- it's a Super Famicom JRPG, and it looks like it may not have gotten transferred, translated, translocated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I clearly interrupted you too, and I didn't get all my information yet. <laughs> all right. Well, Fire Emblem, eh? There's, yeah. there's some more characters here. Yeah, and, I'm focusing uh, on that. Yeah, I'll look up this game later. It looks good. <laughs> it looks good though. It's got a Dragon Warrior quality to it, but Fire yeah. Emblem, yeah. Have you played any of the Fire Emblem games? Mm, Golden Age? Is that a Fire Emblem game? Uh, maybe. I faint, I played a Game Boy Advanced Fire Emblem. That's all I know. Yeah. I played one for the Wii. And it was also its GameCube one, uh, Radiant Dawn, or something like that. It was a fun series, a nice little tactical game, but Final Fantasy Tactics... Mm-hmm. To me was better yeah but this is its own flavor it's a uh, unique in that uh, aside from the main character you can actually lose everyone else permanently in these battles nice so yeah you can really fuck up and lose a character in like that's just, this is why you have to save because do you you could progress the story without any of these big characters that you've put a lot of stuff into and then you're stuck with all the scrubs that you've been ignoring. Nice. Well, less for you kids. Save frequently. Indeed. Just like voting. <laughs> save early, save often. <laughs> and then uh, after that, they have a uh, clearly filler section called Classic Epics. And uh, so they're telling you what the word classic means. And then uh, for three paragraphs telling you about God. different early Nintendo games and then it's they're like going to get into them. Yeah. It's like Beast from the X-Men animated series. Remember that guy when he's always like Webster's Dictionary defines classic as yes. serving as a standard of excellence. And you're like, shut up. Yeah. Come on, just bring bring me Magneto. Right. And go away, Beast. <laughs> well, if you're so smart, why can't you cure your mutant gene? Well, I did and it turned me into a bigger cat. Interesting. Uh, oh, that guy, that guy was like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of his day. Yes. The Pluto hater. <laughs> so they go over so. The Legend of Zelda for Nintendo. They talk about Adventure of Link, which is Zelda 2. Solstice, Crystalis. Uh, that's John's favorite, right? One of them. Just because of the intro music. And... Uh. Um, Dragon Warrior. Yeah, that was Solstice, the one with like the the, the medieval dubstep. Yes, 
Dragonware 2, Wizardry, Final Fantasy. Was this Mystery and Mayhem? I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, the, oh, this is oh, this yeah, that's a that's a, a topic here. It's interactive mystery stories. Mystery and Mayhem. It's not an actual game. Huh. They're just talking about mystery type games. Uh, now it's more like uh, point and click type games. They have Maniac Mansion, Shadowgate, Deja Vu. They're talking about strategy games like Nobunaga's Ambition and Revenge oh, of the Three Kingdoms. These, all these fucking numbers. And Destiny of an Emperor and anything made by Koei in the 80s and 90s. Oh, no. Move on. And finally, they're moving on to Ogre Battle. And this looks weird. Come to Ogre Battle Fight. Why does it look yeah, weird? We see a, uh, a tarot card. And then another one has a bunch of stats for a, a camel? I don't know. Or a hellhound. Fascinating. Fascinating. The battle screen looks great, though. It looks like Breath of Fire uh, with an isometric three-quarter view. Mm-hmm. And uh, nice 2D sprites of people fighting a octopus on land. Mm. Which I can't imagine an octopus would do very well on land. But never mind that. Let's go on to the next section very quickly. We have the Nintendo 64 launch in Japan. I'm big in Japan. Yeah, so they talk about on June 23rd, the N64 went on sale in Japan. And they're showing you pictures of the box art, which is very neon purpley. And they show you uh, some demonstrations, demo units at a store with uh, the intro to Mario 64 on the front where you can massage his face. They show you an example of a print ad, uh, which says translated into English this wonderfully amazing thing changes history and with the 3D joystick on the new N64 controller you can control Mario at your will and the game has changed N64 makes a difference and you've got a nerdy teenage Japanese kid uh, in a kimono <laughs> this wasn't made in Japan if this was made outside Japan it would be extremely racist <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay if they can be racist from themselves. Yes. But actually, he's not just anybody. He is Master Habu, the Shogi Champion. What is a so Shogi this Champion? Was like, it's like their equivalent of chess. Mm. So this is their Gary Kasparov song. Got it. They're Big Blue. Um, and they also you have... Mean, you mean Big Baru. Big Baru, yes. <laughs> and... Um, so they were, it says, what's in the box? They talk about the control deck being in there. They were surprised to find it was slightly smaller than their Super Famicoms. They found the AC adapter and the plugs in the back of the N64. And um, it says, unlike more, most AC adapters, however, the unit that comes with the N64 places the heavy converter unit on the control deck end so you don't have a heavy box hanging off your outlet. So. That's great. Yeah. And they made Although it. Although they, they they follow up with, why isn't the converter incorporated inside the control deck itself? Mm -hmm. According to this, the exterior AC adapter makes more sense in case a repair is needed. It's just more modular. And then they say next out of the box is a standard array controller with this revolutionary analog control stick, and a new uh, instruction manual. Hooray! 
So this is the first time I think I've seen a launch system for N64 for a Nintendo console without a pack-in game. Uh, normally they have they would had pack-in games and at least two controllers in prior systems. So this is setting a new standard for them. Just the console, it's all games and extra controllers sold separately. Hmm. So and that's true to this day. Now, so you could say they started it, or maybe competitors started it, but. Yeah, and then, and then they had to bring it back with bundles. Yes. The, oh, wait, the bundles. Now we can charge you more for it. Hooray! Yeah. So it talks about how they had a they have a photo of money here, of cash. They rang up more than $200 million in sales for the, for the game system and software for the first opening week. Yeah, that's a 10,000 yen note. And that guy does not look happy to be on the money. <laughs> And they show photos of the box art for Pilot Wings and Mario 64. And they mention multiple times that North America waits for September 20th when that's coming out. And then they have a whole slew of photos of people purchasing uh, the game at various game stores, or at the console at different game stores, uh, games exchanging hands, money exchanging hands, and then a bunch of people standing in front of screens playing demo units. I wonder if that angry face on the money is just to discourage you from bad purchases. <laughs> Every time like you hand that money out, that face is just like, do you really need to spend this on that? <laughs> are you are you bringing honor to your family with this just purchase? Like, I really don't want to be on everyone's money. Yeah. <laughs> just like you spend this fool you spend me foolishly on games. Mm-hmm. You could be spending me on classes for a degree. Couldn't you be spending more on taxes? <laughs> So that's you know, you could be you could be bringing me to a temple to play to pray for prosperity, but no, you wish to guide a fat Italian around beating up dinosaurs. <laughs> Donkey punch sure in the back of the head. Your ancestors are not pleased. All right, moving on to FIFA Soccer '97 for the Game Boy, but upconverted to the Super Game Boy, and uh, right away. They're saying, looks good on any screen, except it doesn't really look good on the Game Boy. It looks better than the Super Game Boy. We actually can see the green grass instead of just gray. Yep. And uh, is this guy who's playing soccer, is he packing? Like, they caught him in just the right angle where, like, the shorts are <laughs> gathered around the crotch region. And you can definitely see the outline of some moose knuckle forming. <laughs> I'm more concerned with like the way his hands are, the way his fingers are held out. Like he's scared to kick this ball. Like <laughs> he's like he's in some speed situation where he's been told if this ball exceeds a certain velocity, then it will explode. <laughs> yeah, he's in an intense mode there. All right, so they have uh, wonderful teams in here, such as countries like Italy, Denmark, Germany, and Netherlands. And they have four modes to kick around. You can do playoff, tournament, exhibition, or league. They have a nice little breakdown um, spreadsheet here of what different competing soccer games have and which ones don't. So do they have save, game link, Super Game Boy enhancement, number of teams? Can they edit team formations? And, of course, the what's interesting here is that... Um, the game that ends up looking the best is last year's FIFA 
Soccer 96, except for the password feature. Because <laughs> they go from 237 teams down to 52 next year. I don't know why they would need I mean, 237 to begin with, but still. Was there a 250? There's not even that many countries. Uh, there might be. You consider places like the Vatican a country. Or if they go by states and provinces. Yeah, maybe. And territories. And then uh, what's interesting is this year's FIFA soccer does not... <laughs> and so- soccer mania just seems to go by continent. <laughs> yeah. FIFA soccer uh, 97 does not offer game link capability, so you cannot play those two players, but you could in last year's. So, what the hell? But by God, you can have a password to save now. So... Uh, so you can either play with your friend and have nothing to remember it by, or you can play with yourself and never forget. Hmm. Does that help in memory if you play with yourself? <laughs> or is it only if you do it only o- only if you do it in locations where you're worried about getting caught? <laughs> what does that mean? You start to remember <laughs> the place? Well, no, but if you look back, like. If you're like, where, where can I remember specific instances of doing this? Then it's usually the, what, the most dangerous ones that will come yes. to mind. It's not like it's not like your everyday strokes yeah. are easy to remember. It's the ones where it's just like, oh, remember that time when you first figured it out and you were in the high school bathroom yeah. and just skipping assembly? You were in the airplane bathroom and someone was outside the door. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. And they were like, what is taking you so long? And you're like, Nothing. I'm wiping. Nothing. I'm coming out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it's nice enough soccer. Yeah, it's an isometric uh, soccer game. What do you want? Yeah. Next up, another Game Boy game, Urban Strike, which literally says underneath it in the official title, the sequel to Jungle Strike, in case <laughs> there is any misinterpretation. Yeah, and boy, this screenshot is fucking horrible. The bombs. It looks like checkerboards all over the place with a helicopter on the street. This is an instance where if they just printed it in black and white, it would have looked better. Because right now it's like neon orange and off-white eggshell color palette and purple, which is just horrific to look at from the eyes. It's like someone took one of those orange creamsicles and melted it and tried to draw some graphics in it with a stick and take a picture with it and then go there. Mm-hmm. So we have some character profiles here. Woo! Always my favorite. Uh, we've got Eric with an H and he's frowning. And oh, he's from Germany. He's from, oh, so. there you go. He's from Germany. We've got Melissa who's MIA. Hey, Eric, do you think you can smile? I am. It's Eric. <laughs> you you do not want to see me when I am angry. I am smiling. <laughs> this is my happy face. Got Melissa, who really looks like a Don Johnson character. That's pretty close. And then we got Jim, who looks like Joe Pesci on vacation. <laughs> Jim looks like a guy who's been playing uh, at uh, guitar at bars for uh, the last 30 years. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Who wants to hear another uh, cover of uh, Jimmy Buffett songs? I was, I was just thinking Margaritaville. Cheeseburger in paradise. 
And next to him is Willie, who is Tom Selleck as fuck. Yep. And Peter, clearly another uh, German. Oh, wait, he's Russian. <laughs> yeah, he's got like this smug quality to him. Mm-hmm. He, oh, he looks like that uh, that special kid who's always trying to kill Jimmy in South Park. Mm. So quiet, Mimsy. <laughs> then we have Mark. I, I just hate I just hate Jimmy so much. We have. We got Mark, who looks like uh, Steve Harvey. He's the <laughs> kind of does actually. Because is that a mustache? If that's a mustache, then I'll I will call it. But yeah, he's the token black guy here. Then we have uh, Simon, who looks exactly like Peter, but now wearing a scarf. I was just saying this guy looks British. Underneath it says he's British. So they managed to nail a British face. They have. And then we have Atsuko, who has an eye patch. Some hot chick with an eye patch. There you go. Oh, great. Because, you know, being Asian already wasn't a bad... Didn't make her a bad driver. Now we've killed her depth perception. <laughs> oh, She's got the uh, triple threat going on. <laughs> female, Asian, <laughs> and only one eye works. Asian, female, with one eye. Don't let her Boom. drive, whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine you're sending her on a mission and you've got the rock. Whatever you do, do not let her get into a car. She just, like, takes the helicopter up and just starts going, going around in a circle. <laughs> we don't seem to be she getting la- anywhere. She keeps landing on the next roof. There you go. <laughs> All right. So they're okay. If you're not familiar with the uh, Jungle Strike or Urban Strike, it's a isometric helicopter um, adventure action game. So your purpose is usually to save people and destroy everything else. <laughs> and on the Game Boy screen, good luck figuring that out. It's got some interesting pieces to it. So you can land a helicopter and continue on continue on foot. So you actually get out of the helicopter at this point, um, which is interesting. They didn't have that in Jungle Strike. Uh, it's too bad the graphics are just so awful to look at on the Game Boy. But there has to be a Super Nintendo version of this, right? This can't just be a Game Boy port, Game Boy only game. I don't know. I'd like to see what the uh, Super Nintendo could do with Mission 3, where you get to uh, fly to the neon guitar in Las Vegas. Yeah. And then I can't understand what's happening at the end here. Is that a pilot <laughs> Is that a ground? skeleton? I think it's a skeleton in a spacesuit. It's really difficult to tell what's happening here. I think it's a helicopter pilot that may or may not be a skeleton. I don't know. It's, but uh, as we see picture number eight, we get to see a helicopter flying over what seems to be a giant face hooker. <laughs> Just say face hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just an alien. It's just an alien crab smoking on the corner asking. Sit on my face and tell me that you love me. Okay. <laughs> Sit on my face, leave fifty on the counter. <laughs> yes, I'd like a face hugger, please. <laughs> All right, Chugga, you want the front or the back? Front costs you 100, back costs you 350. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> okay. So, we got counselors. We're going to need some counseling after that. So, let's go to <laughs> Counselor's Corner. <laughs> 
where we got Greg Evans in front of a, uh, a red streaky background, and Evan is really happy to tell you Greg may how to, or may how to start be a wearing game. a lot of makeup. There's no way that guy's not wearing makeup. Look how rosy those cheeks are, and he's got like eyeshadow, a lipstick going. I don't know what's happening here. Either he's rocking some makeup, or he just got a enthusiastic hello from his grandma, who loves him very much, and just pinched the fuck out of his cheeks. And he's like, Grandma, I gotta get my picture taken. And she's like, oh, come here, you look so cute. He like ran upstairs for a photo, and they snapped it as soon as he sat down. Uh, he tells you, how do, how do I start a two-player game? Seriously? That's people, something people write into about Donkey Kong 2? Donkey Kong Country 2? <laughs> how do I start a two-player game? Now, hold on. This may be special. This may be some convoluted oh, process. My let's, let, let's go through this. Now, first... What kind of ludites are reading this magazine anyways, huh? Well, well hold on. This may be important. It says here, you must have an empty file before you can start a two-player oh, game. Oh, Wow. Okay, and, and then you have to select that vacant file and verify that both controllers are plugged into your Super NES. Okay, that, that's apparently that's important. That's, oh, most people don't do that. Here's the most important thing at the end. Make sure you purchase controllers that have the official Nintendo seal of quality in the box. God forbid. Wait, you're saying my, you're, you're saying my wireless Mad Cats SNES controller isn't going to cut it? God forbid you use an off-brand controller. You mean my Atari joystick isn't going to work? <laughs> I'll give you a place for that joystick as soon as you give me the face hugger. <laughs> yes, I'll take two of the joysticks. Oh, and next is Chrono Trigger by a, uh, wow, Corey Clements, who looks like a pissed-off Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Looks like a bit like Sheldon Cooper and Will Arnett had a baby. <laughs> and that baby is not happy to see you. <laughs> he just looks a little... He's just and got a little eyebrow raised. He's just like, huh? What's happening here? Well, he, he's he got an eyebrow raised and uh, male pattern baldness he's, kicking he's in. He's a cousin of Mike Judge. <laughs> and he's got the magic eye background, which is not doing his banana shirt in any favors. <laughs> okay. But he is telling us how to find the race log in Chrono Trigger, which... Well, unless you keep track of your best scores when you race against Johnny in lap 32. Then he tells you how to change your character's name. Wow. I'm so where... glad we're wasting our time in the Nintendo Power learning about how to do these so difficult tasks. Well, it does pay off in the last one where he tells you how to get the elemental weapons in Chrono Trigger, which... Oh, something useful. Yep. It, it, it finally came. Like, we finally got a good hint, so... That guy, is, he's, he served his purpose. But uh, Crystal Werner is telling us an Eye of the Beholder how to cure poison, get iron rations, and what is the special quest on level 6. And this girl is apparently taking a picture in front of radioactive <laughs> rippling sand dunes. <laughs> Meow. And then we have Jim... They could, have taken, they could have taken a better picture of this girl. Yes, they could have. But why bother? It's Nintendo Power. Then we have Jim Holdeman, who looks like he's mid-stroke, telling us about he, oh. Kirby's Dream Land 2. <laughs> he looks like a he looks like a uh, Ed Norton going through puberty. <laughs> he just has this expression on his face, like he was in the middle of smiling, and then he sat <laughs> sat down on something very sharp. <laughs> or his nuts. Yes. 
<laughs> oh, hey, you're taking a picture. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Yeah, it's, it's mid that. <laughs> All right. Next section. And we got some fast facts. Oh, fast facts. Fast facts telling us, in Final Fantasy three, where's the repairman? In the Velt, there isn't one. You can't fix the chair. Why am I losing money in battle? You have the coin toss relic equipped. The coin toss uses your coins to damage enemies. Why the fuck won't the airship lift off? After the airship crashes, it will be grounded until it is repaired later in the game. Oh, fuck. And then Secret of Mana telling you how to get out of the fire palace, revive a character, and what is the purpose of the shadow zeros that pop out of treasure chests. It says they just live in treasure chests and have no purpose in the game. Boom. Ends all the stuff, but I'm tired of I'm tired of this section. There's got there's an interesting one in here. It says, "What item do I need to begin the training game?" It says, "You need the Yoshi doll. You win it at the training game inside the village." Here's the interesting one: How many endings are there in the game? There's only one ending, but if you finish the game without losing a life, Marin will fly around the screen instead of the seagull after you see the end credits. Wow! So apparently, somebody will get possessed and fly around an island that's pretty interesting next section is about the new Game Boy what's that you say Game Boy Color Game Boy Advance no 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 not so fast we have a new Game Boy old school Game Boy called the Game Boy Pocket so it plays all the Game Boy games you know and love and it's 30% smaller it's a sleeker, more portable package. It uh, is three inches by four and a half inches, ladies. And it's only one inch thick compared to old Bricky. Wow. With all this amazing technology that, shrunks, that shrunk it down, do you think they managed to put a backlight in it? No, but they did make it take less batteries. So instead of four double A's, it's now two triple A batteries. All right. And it has a clearer screen, which is... Straight up black and white now, not the off-colored green. So, some minor... It weighs uh, less than half. Yeah. Uh, and then it has a shiny silver finish, which does not appear to be metal, so that will definitely come off the longer you use it. <laughs> and, oh, we got some trivia here. Are you ready for some trivia, Mike? I sure am. The Game Boy Pocket is approximately four and a half inches by three inches compared to the original Game Boy's six by three and a half. How many Game Boy Pockets standing up would it take to reach the top of the Sears Tower? Is the answer A, a Google of them, B, 3,877, or C, 2,908? Well, the answer's right underneath, and it is clearly a number that doesn't look like anything else there, so I don't even have to guess. It is 3,877. And... How many Game Boy games have been sold to date? Is it A, 152 million, B, 218 million, or C, a bazillion? Well, it couldn't be 152 because that's way too few. A bazillion is way too many, so let's say 218 million. Ding, 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 ding. That's correct. And here they have some show-offy numbers about Game Boy by the numbers. Units sold worldwide, 48 million Game Boys. In North America alone, that's 19 million. Software pieces sold worthwhile is 213 million. And North America alone is 75 million. And it says Play It Loud series sold 1 million. Those are the colored ones. That wasn't a racist term. I was talking about the colors. <laughs> no, don't take me down. Take me away. No. <laughs> 
It's them colored game boys. Them here. Always ta- they're taking our women and our jobs and our children, and <laughs> corrupting them with their culture. <laughs> their with their hippity hop. I don't like these black game boys. I want they'll be back to the original one. I mean, what, what the heck is that port in the uh, in the bottom of the Game Boy? In the original Game Boy, what's that one point? Is is that like a uh, a headphone yeah, jack? Yeah, headphone jack. There's two in the so, new one, though. I don't know what the second one's for. And they looked radically different. One looks like an actual headphone jack, and the other looks just like a, a recess in the hull. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. Uh, they also say that they have 73% of the portable video game market. Holy monopoly, Batman. So that means the other 27% is Tiger handheld games and Game Gear. And the Atari Lynx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, the, kid, the, the 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 0.5% yes. of the links. <laughs> yes. All right. Ooh, and listen to the screen resolution. It's boasting a whopping 160 by 144 resolution. Mm. Yeah, baby. And it says, uh, how many Game Boy pockets would it take <sighs> to fill the earth? Small. Okay, yeah. if it was hollow. Whoa, you, is it A, 42? Okay, well, you are cutting out B, like hell. Is, is everything okay? Uh, a whole bunch of numbers. What? Hello? You, yeah, you just cut out and just like zipped a bunch of shit around so I put a clap in. Are oh. we back? Are we level again now? It Can we hear each other? poor network connection on Skype. Huh. Okay, so are we now like on the same, are we synced up now? I hope so. Okay, I'll just put a clap back in and you can, uh, you can start over. Three, two, one. How many Game Boy Pockets would it take to fill the earth? Okay, if it was hollow. Is it A, 42, B, a shitload of realistic numbers, or C, 1.3 bazillion? Uh, the one by a factor of 10, because the Earth is pretty freaking big, and those Game Boys are pretty small. Yeah, it was over 2 billion, 3 billion to the power of 10, uh, to the power of 11? Power of 11, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. Oh, and there's a song they reference, Everybody Must Get Small. What is that from? Everybody, uh, wasn't that a song like Everybody Must Get Stoned? Everybody Must Get Stoned. Oh, yeah. Is that a reference they're doing? Uh, Steve Martin referenced uh, Getting Small mm. in his album, I Love Everybody Small. have fun tonight. Everybody game boy tonight. Woo! That would have been better. Oh, then we got, it's back, another section on Beat the Boss. So they give you tips here on how to beat the bosses of different games. So they tell you in Donkey Kong Country 2 how to beat King K. Rule in Yoshi's Island. Bedtime for Baby Bowser, how to beat Baby Bowser. In Stargate, they tell you, uh, let's see here, how to beat Raw. Raw can be defeated with 18 alien grenades or 30 regular grenades and a machine gun. <laughs> Jesus Whoa, Christ. What the fuck is this guy made out of? <gasps> oh my gosh. Wow. That game's atrocious. This is, a, this, is, this is a big secret to making this fight very easy. At any point in the battle, you can replenish your weapons and essentials by jumping down to the bottom of the screen and walking off to the right side. <laughs> so um. there's a weapons chest in the room. But I love Bowser's room. If we can talk about Bowser's room for sure. a bit. Look at how great this is. It is pretty good. It's it, drawn it, on the it walls looks, with crayons. It, lo- 
yeah, the crayon scribbles on the wall, the, the building blocks everywhere. This looks like the the room of a spoiled little asshole. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then when we do get to fight Bowser, as he gets like zapped into a mega huge mode, it, you get to see the moon, a uh, beautiful sunset. That's pretty darn sweet. And then we get to see the stork who's been held ransom and baby <laughs> Luigi. So th- this game is amazing. And it's good to see pictures of it again. Just to remember it exists. Yoshi's Island, mm. great game. And then we get to see, uh, conversely, uh, what system was this? Star Stargate for the Super Nintendo? With all these colors on the screen, I'm imagining it's a Super Nintendo, but we get a Game Boy... A Super Game Boy screenshot ending yeah, of the story. It's like, oh, yeah, that's an awful screenshot. It looks like an outtake from an overexposed screenshot of the Phantom Menace with Anakin <laughs> in the with Anakin in the desert. Nice. All right, then we got uh, Super Punch Out. How to beat? I believe that's Bald Bull, Macho Man, Mister Dream, Macho Man. Yeah. Uh, then for Super Adventure Island 2, it tells you how to beat the last stage of Fua Fua Island. You defeat the Dark Cloak. And it has a screenshot of the ending, which uh, has Master Higgins consoling... What's her name? Yeah, it, it says, like, I long lost her together again. I thought I lost her to that terrible storm. But they look really sad. Mm-hmm. I don't like, know. I she mi- <laughs> he's still getting it in. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, like, this guy really... Lo- this looks like Mario porn. Mm-hmm. What's the... Uh, what's that song where it's like, uh, I, I'm not happy unless a stripper's crying or something like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, the Bloodhound Gang. That's it, right? Yeah. That's Ma- that's Master Higgins' life right there. That's how he lives it. <laughs> We've got uh, Nosferatu... One of your favorite games, I believe, and you uh, figure out how to oh, beat a lap, Rod. A lap, a lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. There it is. Yes, that's what he's into. Well, I find it's quite a thrill <laughs> when she's grinding against her will. <laughs> yes, a lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. <laughs> well, faster than you can say shallow grave, this pretty little thing comes up to me and starts kneading my balls like hard-boiled eggs in a tube soak. <laughs> said her name was Bama, and I said, well, that, what a coincidence, darling, because I was just thinking about skinning you like a deer. She smiled, had about as much teeth as a jack-o'-lantern, and I went on to tell her about how I'd wear her face like a mask as I do my little cookie <laughs> dance, and then she told me to shush. I guess she could sense my desperation. Of course, it's hard to hide a heart on when you're dressed like Minnie Pearl. <laughs> I forgot how much... Oh, I mean, the opening line to this song, I was lonelier than Kunta Kinte at a Merle Haggard concert. There you go. Uh, 
Lovely. <laughs> oh my god, this this verse is good. So Bambi's going on about how she can make all my fantasies come true. And I says, even this one where Jesus Christ is Jack Hammer and Mickey Mouse in a doo-doo hole with a lawn dart as Garth Brooks gives birth to something resembling a cheddar cheese log with almonds on Santa Claus's tummy tum. Lovely. <laughs> That's hard to picture. <laughs> Alright. Nosferatu, you, you figure out how to beat Vlad. World Combat 3... You figure out how to beat uh, Shao Kahn. Looking at all these screenshots, I'd like to figure out how to see Vlad. <laughs> Good question. And then we get the and then we get the ending where <laughs> this looks like a scene from Empire Strikes Back. A little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it looks like it looks Solo and uh, what's her name on the bridge of the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got uh, Mortal Kombat three telling you how to beat Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. And then we have Castlevania Dracula X. I keep forgetting this game existed. I need to try, I need to play it. Dracula X? Yeah. It's hard, man. It's a good game, but it's hard. Uh, another one that would be good for you to try, um, you can find like a PlayStation Portable port of it, is um, it's called Rondo of Blood, which is like the Japanese version of this game, and it's a little bit different. Um, but it's uh, a little bit better than this too. It's kind of the prequel to, in some ways, to Symphony of the Night. Uh, I may have played that uh, for Game Boy, I believe. Okay, they they had a couple ports. I'm not sure which ones, but uh, it never came out for the Super NES. They had Dracula X instead. That was kind of the U.S. version. Mm. Okay, Arena Challenge. They have a Chrono Trigger Challenge, a Killer Instinct Challenge, a Yoshi's Island Challenge. And more reader challenges. And now we're going to look at some interesting names here. I just spotted Humberto Pinto Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Completed a tunnel rhino stage first in Mega Man X3. And uh, that's the first one that jumped out to me. Mickey Shannon. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to beat Humberto Pinto Jr., though. I'm pretty satisfied with that. Let's move on. <laughs> now playing. Oh, look. We've got more games this month. We have four games instead of three from last month. Woo. Really, really oh picking up the pace God. here. All right. We'll start with Battlezone Super Breakout by Black Pearl. That seems to be the only company making any games this year. I keep hearing this name showing up this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Devin Titus. from the pe- <laughs> Two blasts from the past explode on the Game Boy and Super Game Boy. One is a screenshot with a green background and fuck else. <laughs> and the other one is Super Breakout, which is an excellent border of uh, like a Star Wars type crawl of bricks and and uh, breakout balls. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, yeah. Uh, nice combo of games, fun, good play control. However, simple graphics, simple sound, confusing select screen. Mr. Dope has come to the Super NES, and it says classic arcade action from ancient times comes to the Super NES. And man, do those graphics look ancient. It has not been updated at all. Oh, this is some Dig Dug shit right here. It says engaging and fun, good play mode options. And they say... However, simple graphics compared to more sophisticated current games. And who is it made by? Black, Black Pearl. Pearl. And now Oscar by Tidass. 
Movie madness strikes a weird critter from France. No, it's not Jerry Lewis. He's not in France. He's just big in France. No, it's not Jerry Lewis. It's Oscar. Hey, ladies. (laughs) Hey, mademoiselle. So it says, good graphics, cute, but with some challenge. And then touchy play control and hit detection are the negatives. And then last game up for this month is Tetris Attack. And it says, the tradition of Tetris is reborn with Tetris Attack. Very involving, excellent two-player action. However, it may take over your life. (laughs) Oh, wow. A Nintendo product not really criticizing itself too much? Wow. And what do the judges think? The editors... Three of them liked Battlezone slash Super Breakout, and all of them liked Tetris Attack. Because they like their jobs. They do like earning money. <laughs> Next up, it's Pack Watch for previews of previews of games. And we have a game that's actually going to come out sometime called Blast Core, which I believe is called Blast Zone in Britain. Uh, did you play this game? No, I never got to uh, play too many N64 games. I got to play uh, Shadows of the Empire, Mario 64. I think I was about to play Zelda, but then I got a PlayStation, and that's when my dad thought no one needs two consoles. Mm. So that one went bye-bye. Got it. Well, I had Blast Core, um, and uh, we'll get into it more when we have a full preview, but just for everyone listening that hasn't heard of it, it's kind of a series of small missions where you need to destroy a bunch of buildings using a variety of um, vehicles and a sort of isometric overhead view. You drive everything from a dump truck to a buggy to a robot to an airplane and a helicopter and all kinds of stuff. So it has kind of wacky, uh, funky graphics and uh, music that go along with it. So it's kind of like... Um, you know, probably a series of what would be a series of mini games and something like a like Grand Theft Auto these days. Or like um, Crash Test Dummies. No, it's better than that. Um, it'd be more like you know on there's some there's some small like side missions on like GTA Vice City, right? Where you have to um, take a a dirt bike and ride around like the beach, you know, on different courses and stuff like that. Or you need to go destroy different things in a certain order for some different small 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 eh, small side quest kind of thing <laughs> or like we did with Saints Row 2 yeah where you get to uh, drive around in a septic tank truck and spray <laughs> shit against walls yes to take down graffiti tanks so this is like a precursor to all those this is like the, the early version of this and this is a rare game I believe um, so yeah interesting game but com- that's coming up then we have a game called Realm I've never heard of. Looks to be for Super NES. Looks great. It's side-scrolling platformer with a guy with a blaster and long wavy blonde hair from Titus. And then we have Prince it, of Persia 2. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, Kirby, where your enemy is like a face in a tree. <laughs> but the hero kind of looks like a guy from Act Razor. Mm. Like a, no, no, it's like a guy dressed up in cosplay as the guy from ActRaiser, <laughs> but without the body. Except, except he realizes you don't need to have a massive body with a sword if you just have a gun. If you just have a gun, then you're fine. Yeah. If you got a gun, you don't need to work out. Hey, freedom. 
Then we have Prince of Persia 2, which had, looks like it has excellent graphics, also from Titus, coming for the Super NES, and it looks like a straight-up ripoff now of Aladdin. <laughs> I mean, literally, look at the caves. I mean, you're telling me that's not a straight ripoff from Aladdin and the city streets? Ay, ay, ay. Okay. And then coming soon from Camco for the N64 is Top Gear Rally. Uh, I played this game too. So we'll get into that more in future issues. But uh, it's got pretty excellent graphics for a very early N64 game. Then we have Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 coming for the Super NES. So I assume it's just some variation of Mortal Kombat 3. Well, this variation where Sub-Zero doesn't have a mask. And there appears to be a woman vomiting on him. Like a space vomit, though. <laughs> and there's there's two screenshots of vomiting here. Reptiles vomiting on Jade. Yeah, and Sub-Zero's getting a uh, Bukaki from Sindel. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. Mortal Kombat 3, the Bukaki Vomit Edition. Yeah, the way Sub-Zero is, he looks like... <laughs> looks like if Freddie Mercury was doing cosplay. <laughs> I will always freeze you. <laughs> then we have... Uh, oh, yes, I'm the great combatant. <laughs> then we have a wonderfully titled game called Wiz from Titus. In which case you seem to be uh, a bunny in a coat and a bowler hat and a... <laughs> And a, and a big di- oh my god he looks like he looks like WC Fields. Yeah. If you've yeah. you've ever seen those videos of the old hobo guys like I'm a little chickadee I'm just gonna <laughs> go out for a little constitutional. <laughs> That's what he looks like. Yeah. He's WC Fields and the W stands for Wabbit. It's a uh, if you like this it's it's a platformer in a isometric perspective. Hooray. He must hop and spin his way through mazes filled with traps and enemies. So, and it has four worlds. That sounds awesome. And then uh, we have some screenshots of a baseball game uh, for the N64 that has, I can never remember the name of that uh, style, but like the Popco figurines, the, the money figurines, you know, with like giant heads. Oh no! This, super this deformed. Look, yeah, super deformed. Yeah, this guy looks like the annoying orange, where you just like superimpose face parts onto a face area. Yeah, it's not good. And it's like, yeah, look at me, I'm a baseball player. Yeah. This is not aged well. No, and the the screenshot above, they look like Lego heads. Yeah, that one looks okay, because at least it doesn't look like someone mapped an actual photo onto a early rendering of, of a baseball player super deformed baseball player and then we have uh, Donkey, Country, Donkey Kong Country 3 Dixie's Double Trouble Woo! try saying that 10 times fast <laughs> and uh, that's it for this issue until we get to the players poll contest and it says circle in for a landing for the grand prize a trip to four to one of the most famous landmarks featured in Pilot Wing 64 so you can have your choice of Mount Rushmore, Cape Canaveral, Washington, D.C., Hollywood, California, or Seattle. The flight's on us, plus four nights lodging and 500 bucks to spend while you're there. Plus, we'll throw in Pilot Wing 64 upon your return. 
Second prize, you can get Pilot Wing 64 for your N64. Kyosho Hyperfly Radio Controlled Two Channeled Helicopter. And it's a remote control helicopter. And then third prize, of course, Nintendo Power T shirts. And then it says coming next issue, finally, coming next issue, it says Super Mario 64, Pilot Wing 64, and Cruising, yeah, to the USA. Yeah. And wrapping things up, we've got previews for Turok Dinosaur Hunter for the NC4, Donkey Kong Country 3, and Prince of Persia 2 for Super NES. And then we've got a new advertisement on the back here. They're trying to sell off at a clearance rates the Virtual Boy in some games. It says, new low fare to the third dimension for $99. Woo! And it's got some nice drawings here, hand-drawn art of Virtual Boy. Uh, system on a beach and it says you can get get it for $99 at a whole bunch of retailers so they're trying to uh, get these things off the shelves so I've fortunately lost Mike on the Skype and uh, don't know what's going on with his his audio so I'm gonna go ahead and sign us out for us if you want to uh, find more about Mike you can find him on the graveyard shift with Mike and Sheldon. It's a horror movie podcast where they watch a movie every week a horror in the horror genre and they review it in a uh, fun hour-long podcast. So if you're a horror movie fan or you want to hear more of Mike and less of me, you can check that out. It's on uh, Facebook, iTunes, etc., etc. If you want to form, find more about me, Ben, I have my own podcast. That's right. It's called Repeat One. You can go to www.repeat.one. That's O-N-E, like the word one. And um, that is a music... Oh, it's, sorry. It's a podcast about um, music, specifically music you can play on loop and the stories behind them. So it's a small little thing of my, my own making. So please check it out. And if you want to hear more from the boys at the Playing With Power podcast, just go to our website, www.playingwithpowerpodcast.com. We have links to our Facebook page where we interact the most, our Twitter account if you want to follow us there, if you're into Twitters. And, of course, if you want to donate to us, you can donate to us at uh, patreon.com slash playingwithpower. Oh, Mike is back and has returned. Hey, Mike's back. Yeah, my internet decided... Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> awesome. Well, I was just going over the... Uh... I heard you go away, and then all of a sudden, everything just blinked out. My my connection went mm. red. My little network drive started blinking yellow instead of its usual healthy green. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. Well, I finished, I finished the magazine for us, and I gave you your plugs out already. So all we need to do is sign the show out. Woohoo! All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Ben. And I'm finally back. And now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power.